listening to Can I Help You with the Love Master himself, Craig Shoemaker. Hi, everybody. Welcome. You know what you're tuned in to. Do you use the word tuned in anymore? I just did a thing on my Facebook, uh, Craig Shoemaker Presents group page. If you're not a member of it, I'm sorry. You didn't get invited. But... <laughs> Uh, about uh, terms and terminology and uh, things that will probably never return, like uh, page me. Uh, that will never be back, I don't believe. <laughs> so uh, uh, someone uh, is with me now, a very special guest, because we know one another personally, but she was just saying off the... Do you even say air? You don't even say air. You don't say off the air on a podcast. Yeah, what are we? There needs to be a whole new... Uh, <laughs> Terminology. You, you even you even said uh, when is this airing? It's it's when it's downloaded or yeah, when it, when is it d- downloaded? I guess. Good Lord, Dina. What what are we going to do? It's we just have to keep keeping up. The last time we worked together, we were on your show, Life Bites. Yeah, Life Bites Live. Yes, and uh, so welcome to welcome to the show. I, instead of me, we were just talking about off the air. <laughs> we we were just saying off the air <laughs> that uh, that. I don't like the, the, the canned stuff of preparing and saying, and uh, you can get her book, Marilyn, behind the, behind the icon. By the <laughs> Whatever way. Whatever it is that. It says ion right there. Icon. It says ion. Where, says, right there. Look, look, look. Oh, it does. <laughs> Mar- that would be an interesting, like, for, for a scientist. Oh, kind of, actually, you would attract a scientist behind if we the were ion. To Dr. Joe right now, you know what I mean? She's out there in the ether somewhere. Actually, she was on, uh, he was on my radio show talking about the energy of Marilyn, which is kind of interesting. Marilyn Monroe. We're going to get to Marilyn Monroe first. I want to get to you, introduce everyone uh, to you and what you do and where you're from and, and all that kind of stuff. Oh, Go give it to us. I? Oh, my gosh. Well, my name is Nina Bosky. And uh, yes, I have been, uh, I'm a producer right now. I do a lot of many things like you do, right? Yes. Uh, but this this uh, project that we've been working on, I have three projects all around Maryland, Old Hollywood, and this one is a global podcast around Maryland, and it's called Maryland Behind the Icon. You so. have to say her last name because maybe people think it's Marilyn Manson. Yes, that's right? true. <laughs> Actually, if you Google Marilyn, it's either Marilyn Manson or Marilyn Monroe, so it's definitely Marilyn Monroe, Old Hollywood. Yeah. So yeah, so it's Marilyn- Kind of Manson. <laughs> we slept with the same woman. I just thought I'd throw that in there. I have like a one degree this of Marilyn Manson. This is going to be an interesting. I thought to myself. I thought to myself. Yeah, you right never would have known it would have twisted that way. But it's the We're only thing. We're running start. Aren't when we? you said Marilyn, that's what comes up for me. Is I'm. Oh my God! How in the world did she sleep with me and him? We're the same. We're nothing alike. But anyway, yes. back to you, Nina. Yes. Uh, we also know one another from uh, the transformational leaders. Yes. We Are we allowed to even announce that we have this group? I mean, there's. The- <laughs> I know it's very hush hush, but yes, we we are. We're part of the transformational leaders group, and yeah. we're both here to make a positive impact in the world, right? right? You know, yours through laughter and and healing, and and mine through hitting people over the head. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, you're not. Yeah, I, no, mine is. Mine is. Your husband's really, here, and he's got like scars on his knees. I think you whacked him. Well, you know, I think I, you, you pulled know. a Tanya Harding on well, him. Well, <laughs> either that, or I'm kind of a you know a mob hit. You know, at least trying to since we're we're uh, you know no 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 sorry. <laughs> oh my god! So so now, uh, yeah, this will go nowhere near where you would anticipate it going. You, I was your guest on Life Bites before. You yeah, should we were know. talking about uh, think like a man. Remember? Yeah, yeah, and that was a whole. That was fun. That was a fun that movie that came out, right? Right. And then we had you on and a couple other people talking about what is it like to think like a man. Yeah. Yes. And I was brought on uh, being the man expert. <laughs> so, <laughs> by and the you way, were by the way, I just, I just, uh, the love <laughs> I'm, master. I'm just now receiving on my cell phone um, <clears throat> your press kit. Oh, it just came into me just well, now. That's Marilyn behind the. <laughs> Tiny Icon podcast about Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> oh, it's just coming in it. now. Yes, the things are crazy around here. Uh, but um, I'm so happy you made the drive all the way from the, the, the East Bay, whatever they call it. No, the East Bay, South Bay. No, the South Bay. <laughs> We're not up in North California. Yeah, North I don't California. know where the hell I East am Bay. anymore. Does anyone know where they are no, or what time no, it is? No, nobody does. And Or how to spell Icon. I mean, every, every we're out of it. We're out of it. Icon. Ion, yes. Yeah, someone said one of my favorite movies this morning on Twitter, and I went. I said, 
what who's in that movie what is that movie and it was like one of my favorite movies but i couldn't remember it what was the movie a return to me i love that movie but I got it mixed up with All of Me, and they were listening as a cry movie, and I'm going, I don't remember crying with All of Me. So anyway, we're all confused right now. I know. So <clears throat> we were talking off the air about mental illness. Yeah, yeah. And this is something, this is the, really the reason I wanted you on here, because we both share uh, something in common in dealing with uh, borderline personality disorder. Yeah. And I don't, I don't think it's ever been the topic uh, that I've had on one of these podcasts, and yet I should yeah. have it more often because it's probably one of the most, uh, I don't want to use the word debilitating, but it is, it, you can be debilitated by and eviscerated and taken down by a borderline very easily. Well, I think it's also very misunderstood, and a lot of times, at least with Marilyn's case, she was diagnosed as both uh, bipolar and borderline personality. So even those two uh, type of diagnoses are very um, challenging to not only diagnose at times, but also to understand, too. Was she posthumously diagnosed with borderline because i didn't even know what existed back in the early 60s if you were to bipolar did so she was diagnosed as that yes and a depressive and Mm -hmm. um so she had what gary the the author of icon the lifetimes and films of marilyn monroe based on this uh podcast he's a mental health professional Mm -hmm. so one of the things that he would say is that she would have what they call mixed episodes so and if you have bipolar a lot of times people think you're either manic or you're depressive, and sometimes there's a mixed episode where you're actually a combination of those at the same time, which really puts somebody in a a tra- traumatic state too. So yeah, it's um, what they would also call people like schizophrenic. They would lock yeah. you away. Well, there were you, institutions you, uh, that they would lock you away, right? It was just a different... They dealt, dealt with mental illness in a completely different way than we do today. For somebody who just got the EPK right now, as we're going on, on uh, you know, uh, talking about this, our first episode launches with Marilyn in 1961 being admitted to Payne Whitney, which is a, a psychiatric hospital. Right. And when you hear it, because you're hearing Erin Gavin, who's our actress, it is... It humanizes her in a way that most people like to put her into a tragic figure or this beautiful icon. And just like all of us, we're human. Right. Right. And she was human. But to 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 understand what was happening back in 1961 and what they how they dealt with it back then. I mean, we're talking straitjacket. Yeah. They locked you up in a straitjacket. Yeah. Yeah, Padded cell. And they called it the loony bin or uh, insane asylum. Yes. Yes. You meant you were insane. It didn't matter what your diagnosis was. And they would do electric shock. Right. Back in the day. I mean, they didn't do it on her, but they would do that. And she comes from a legacy of family and mental illness. So uh, her her mother would have uh, been diagnosed as a schizophrenic as well. So, right. Yeah, they also so. perform lobotomies, which yeah. is they take a part of your brain out. They yeah. operate it on you. What Do those we, exist anymore? I don't Do you, think so. I don't think so. Yeah, I I'll have to look that up. Yeah, I that's mean, an interesting question. One flew over the cuckoo's nest. That's what it's about. That's a, yeah, that was back in the, back yeah, in the, the day. Lo- that was a great. That was a inter- that was a good movie. One too. of the greatest movies of all yeah. time, in my opinion. But yeah. it does deal with uh, mental illness. You see the different scales, yeah, different levels and uh, different, uh, you know. Uh, diagnoses uh, that they all had in the cuckoo's nest and, and they called one, it a cuckoo's nest yeah and one recently i mean it's not it's more of an updated movie but the joker i mean dealt a lot with mental yeah, illness you know what i mean so that's, that's another true. one that really kind of deals really just delved right into the you know whole mental illness aspect of the joker right? yeah so. now let's get back to borderline we both have experiences <laughs> yes. with it and uh, we have a friend in common, actually, mm-hmm. that has borderline, as according to us, anyway. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> but I don't we're know if she's—I sure. don't know if she diagnosed herself that way, but yeah. Well, she can't. Yeah, because yeah. that's part of borderline. Yeah, although you one know, of the qualities are, of yeah. them is they cannot—they cannot be reasonable, accountable, and part of that is how are they supposed to admit it if they can't see it because they blame everyone else, which is another. Yeah, they're victims. They blame they. They just go off on people, and they 
They, you're their best friend until you are their blood enemy in an instant. I mean, these are all the unless you have somebody that yes, unless you have somebody that is actually understanding their diagnosis and really trying to get help with it. I know one person. Do you one really? Person, one person who is actually trying to get help with it, and you know, I think that's the challenge that we're in because if you don't have the awareness then you can't treat it properly. And the thing with both bipolar and borderline personality, what happens a lot of time is that where the addiction comes in because they're highly, highly creative. They've got, you know, really wonderful creative minds, but then they try to suppress Mm-hmm. the the racing thoughts you know and the the challenges that are going in in their mind too so that's also a really uh big challenge in trying to reduce the stigma associated with borderline personality and bipolar so here's an example if i was going to be applying for a job and i said i had diabetes or if i said i had you know um Uh, some kind of disability in terms of walking, let's just say. They would try to accommodate. There's not a lot of stigma as it relates to that. But if I told you, oh, I'm a borderline personality, and you knew anything about it, or at least you thought you did, you might go, there's that sense of, oh my gosh, is this person going to act out? What's going to happen? Absolutely. Dr. Drew told me, you know, Dr. Drew? Yeah. He said he takes one case a year. Yeah. All the therapists, this is what they've told me consistently, they can only handle one because they they occupy so much space and energy in dealing with their, uh, you know, the manifestations of this illness. Yeah. And it's and you spend half the time trying to let them know that you have this. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 a tough one. It's very similar to malignant narcissism. They have a lot of the same qualities. Well, what I have found, which I was even having, and I'm I'm not a specialist, so I don't want to act like I am, but I've obviously learned a lot about bipolar and borderline personality. So bipolar is something that is actually created in the brain. So that's an actual brain um, issue that you have. Mm-hmm. Where borderline is usually um, happens in childhood trauma. In Marilyn uh, Monroe, I mean, we, we, we take on first season, her birth and her up until seven or eight years old. And you're sitting there going to yourself. I don't even know how this woman made it to 36, given her trauma. I mean, we're talking sexual abuse, domestic violence, um, didn't know her father. Her mother didn't want her. She was in 11 plus, you know, orphanages and foster care homes Mm. and, uh, you know, married off at 16 years old. Right. And where did the information come from? Because a lot of times borderlines, their big deal is um, one of their uh, characteristics is they care about their image that the public sees. So where would that come from if we if she probably wasn't admitting this, like the sexual abuse, for instance, did she come out at the time? She did. That was a, she was actually oh. that was one of the things that you know you think back in the, that day, right? Leave it to Beaver. Nobody was talking about no. this stuff. She talked about her childhood trauma, and she 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 at times would protect her loved ones. But she certainly was talking about it, and she was talking about sexual abuse she back was? in the nineteen fifties. And she identified yeah. the perpetrator. Uh, no, so yeah, she she would she would still protect people. Yeah. Um, she would use kind of code words and stuff. Yeah. Um, but so so because some of them, I don't even know if she really knew them all that well, right? It would be somebody that was living in a house, or it would be, uh, unfortunately, some of the the men in her life. You know. Um, well, where her, did the information come from then? If it didn't come from her, and she's using code and so forth. Um, so how you, does everyone know what she, how yes, she was abused? So like you mentioned, would, that you said that she had a childhood that you know how in the world did she make it to 36 mm-hmm. i mean where did this she story a, come she from she wrote a biography she did. and so it, she would talk about the person that let's say for example that she would call daddy there's only yeah. a couple people that she did and so then through other people as well and through her own words you kind of found out that uh you know where where the abuse happened but we don't know all of the abuse. So we do know that at one point she was um, living in a house. Her mother was in the hospital and, and institutionalized herself. And so she was living with these 
people that actually was like a British couple that were in vaudeville at the time, right? So she was like six or seven. So you're talking like maybe the 30s, right? So a lot of parties, a lot of, you know, the showbiz type. She got a taste of what show business would be like. But then um, one of her guardians who um, she loved her, her, um, her mother's best friend, uh, Grace, uh, uh, Grace Goddard and Doc Goddard ended up being in, actually it's in our, our first season talks about the, when he's, you know, he goes into a room and he, he's been drinking mm. and he, uh, he molests her. The, so. and how, and where'd that information come from? That is Gary Vitaka Robles, our lovely, uh, author. I can say that he did 10 years worth of research mm. going back and talking to people. And now it's so documented in terms of mm. her life. You can almost put the pieces together now that we have the internet and stuff as well. And people are talking with each other. I mean, she's yeah. got 14 million plus fans. I mean, it's unbelievable. It's Still, incredible. it's 58 years later. Here she is. You know what I mean? Plus. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it, this Doc Goddard, he was the lover or husband of Husband of Grace, Grace who was the, the yeah, the best the friend of, yeah, Gladys. And Gladys was already institutionalized by then. And, and Grace, mm. um, you know, I think she felt torn back in that, that day. She stayed with her husband. And um, Marilyn never blamed Grace, never blamed her. It was really interesting. She didn't, she didn't do a lot of blaming when she was younger. I mean, when she was older. She didn't go back and blame, right. you know, like a lot of people do, right? Yeah. You know, she didn't, she didn't spend a lot of time blaming people. Was her name changed more for, you know, just a, a show busy type of name or she wanted a new identity because of no, her past? No, she was, no, she was actually told that she had to change her name, kind of like Rock Hudson and some of these other, sure. other types of, you know, big stars, right? Yeah. But Monroe is actually part of her um, history. So that was a name that comes from her 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 past and her family legacy yeah. so but M- Marilyn was not i mean her name is norma jean <laughs> sure i always wonder if there's i've never i'm just thinking this out loud actually if there's something that affects an actor that has to change their name based on someone else telling you that you have to change your name and your identity and you've been you know like if i'm going down the street and somebody all of a sudden yells Lance you know because that's my new stage yeah. name I wouldn't turn around it would take me years to be able to turn around I after I wonder if there's any impact that that has on yeah that's a really interesting question someone. I'm sure you know I think that back then the studio system was such a huge system yeah. that they probably went along with it versus today if somebody said, Hey, you gotta change your name, they'd be like, No, I'm going real, raw and real. That's the way I'm going. You know well yeah. I mean? so- now that's something that we even talk about in um the transformational leaders is being authentic and real. Yes. And that's what I'm saying is you're basically a phony, you're a fraud if you are a different name suddenly because someone else named you for well uh, you, financial considerations. <laughs> so you make a really good point, and here's something that you'll really relate to from the perspective of transformation, right? Yeah. So here Marilyn is; she is seven, eight years old, going to the theater by herself as a child. So no adult supervision from nine a.m. to like dusk, right? Not eating, no supervision, and she'd watch these films. And she would watch somebody like Jean Harlow and think about what she wanted to become. That's how she started to realize that she wanted to become Marilyn Monroe. So I think what happened is that little girl, Norma Jean, was actually this very profound, deep introvert. And Marilyn Monroe was this character that Mm. she created and then became the prisoner of that because nobody wanted her to be other than Marilyn Monroe she couldn't get back to that authentic self right so that's a that's a really big one for a lot of us you know is that sure we start to create these personas and they're not real they're not really who we are whether it's acted out in a job you know at 40 or 45 all of a sudden you go I don't want to be this lawyer anymore I want to go be Craig (laughs) Shoemaker Well, I've actually, actually had actually, to deal with it a little bit with the Love Master character. I can't yeah. imagine. I actually know Larry the Cable Guy, as, and I can't imagine. I, I was listening to him on the radio the other day, and he stays in character. And I can't imagine doing that. I could never do the Love Master all the time. 
It's uh, by the way, this is probably the first time in history that Larry the Cable Guy will be in the same um, interview as Marilyn Monroe. But uh, <laughs> but it, it is it is a parallel though of you have to commit to your character, and sometimes people need it as an escape from their real life. And that's what happened. That's yeah. a lot of. And she would turn it on and turn it off, and she could do it at like even um, in the first episode when she's being released from Payne Whitney, her PR agent is basically getting her all ready to you know hit these streets and actually if you google or you on youtube you'll see her coming out of pain whitney and you think she was the happiest person ever right and if you think and you hear what actually just happened to her you're going how in the world can she just turn it on and turn it off but you know that's what stars do right? and she was on so many medications when oh she came out God. of there right well not just that but the, you know uh, we did right before we did this podcast we did an investigation of her that's actually being turned into a docuseries and the docuseries deals with the actual death of Marilyn and when you look at somebody let's say like a Michael Jackson who literally was given chloral hydrate Marilyn was given three months before she died 900 pills by her prescribed by her doctor mm. and 700 of them were sleeping pills and given her diagnosis it actually exasperated the situation because right. she was also not sleeping so the day she died she literally had all these pills that were given to her she didn't have anything in her system in terms of eating and she literally hadn't slept the night before. So yeah. it's, a, it's a huge, you know, for, for, you know, whether it's Marilyn, whether it's just the everyday Joe dealing with this, it's a, it's a huge challenge when you're dealing with addiction and mental illness, especially if you're a celebrity. And I know you know that in yeah. terms of... You can have you anything know. you want if you're that big of a celebrity. Exactly. Michael Jackson, that's exactly what he did. And it, he sealed his own fate. Elvis Presley was yeah. the same situation. Same there are so thing. many that they... They can get any anyone, and so if somebody to, says no to them. They'll just move on to the next. They'll just move on to the next exactly. because somebody will give it to and them. And then again, though, everyone does that. Yeah. Not, I'm not saying everyone yeah. has that opportunity to do that because you can say no if you're if you're seeking uh, something that um, like an easy way out mm-hmm. of the pain. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can go find someone that will give you the drugs for it. Yeah, and that's that's why that's a it's a. It's it's a conversation to be had because I'm one who seeks and have had success with this. I see I seek holistic methods. And other people will get mad at me if I, you know, they think I'm judging them for, you know, taking certain pills. I'm saying, "But did you try everything else? Were you curious enough to examine all of it? A holistic approach. Have you really explored it all?" I've had so many people, for instance, they'll say, I have to have back surgery. I said, have you read Healing Back Pain yet by Sarnow? Mm-hmm. Have you talked to some, you know, perhaps Asian healers or, you know, Eastern healers? Have you done that yet? And, oh, oh no, I saw the x-rays. Oh, no. I said, well, who showed you those x-rays? I mean, really, have you explored everything? And that's what I, if you're listening right now, I would implore you to always look at everything you can do before you do the popping the pill. Yeah. And yeah. but if you think back in 1962 compared to today, which this is an interesting conversation in of itself. 1962 they were given all their stars pills. And, oh yeah. You know, here's the uppers for the morning, here's the downers for mm-hmm. at night. They'd give you B12 shots with loaded with these barbiturates, right? But today, to your point, there's so much information and resources and ability to try other things that I sit there and I go, why is today actually worse than it was back in 1962? Because of big pharma. I know. They it's have just... taken over commercials. Yeah. They get away with it by giving you the uh, caveats at the end. Which oh, my they, gosh. they rush through them, all of the side effects. You know, I have a bit in my act about it, about could, could cause itching, swelling, loss of hearing, pneumonia, vomiting, diarrhea. That's for and you've you know. died. Yeah. <laughs> but by the way, it could help you. <laughs> I'm gonna lose my hearing so I can have a boner. I know. For a night, I mean, really. I know. So, so yeah. So yeah, it, it's it's. I'm not here to bash or condemn. I am here to encourage a full expo- exploration of the options. I've always said like. Because the doctor down the street 
says a certain thing or you know, prescribes a certain medicine. Does that really make it, you know, so or that I empower this doctor because he happens to be down the street? It doesn't make sense. I feel that way even about churches because this church is down the street. Is that the right church? Is that the right pathway to heaven? Yeah. Because I happen to be down the street from this person is a good messenger and, you know, they're really good, you know, a clergyman or a clergywoman. I mean, does, does that really going to lead to my enlightenment? And so I question this all the time. And it, it, so we're fortunate in some ways that we can expand ourselves globally. And that's what this pandemic should also show us. Yeah. Is we can now go globally for answers. Well, how does it work for other people? But how does it work with other stars in other countries, other icons? I think in, here what you're talking about, though, you're making such a good point, is taking responsibility yeah. for your health and right. well-being. Right. Let's not give it to the preacher. Let's not give it to the doctor. Because, you know, I, I've certainly not in my own life, but I've watched other people who have had illnesses give their power to the doctors, and they'll go to one doctor, another doctor, another doctor, and each of these doctors are not communicating with each other. And then what happens is they've got medications that actually are are not in the in alignment with and they create com- more complications than they're trying to right to, and to who's solve. to say the doctors aren't bribed yeah and i've worked for telemarketing mm-hmm. where we were bribing the doctors wow, wow. absolutely that was part of yeah. the thing they yeah i'm this kid in college they just said read this and call these doctors and that's what i would do yeah and that the the entire agenda from the drug company that i'm working for is to get the doctor to go, and they would reward them with trips and money and things like that. Yeah. Still so therefore, going on. Still going on, that yeah. still goes on. Yeah. It's exactly right. So that's what back then. That's what they did with Maryland. Yeah. But now we're supposed to be evolving as a society. It's pretty much the same thing. Just fill in different drugs and different chemicals well, and I different think we're living a personalities. Quick, we live in a quick fix, quick fix society yeah. too. Exactly. So we want the quick makes it worse. You know, instead of like, oh, okay, wait a minute here. Let me see about getting to the root of the problem instead of letting the symptom go away, right? And that's I think that's the challenge that we're in. But I'm yeah. hoping maybe with slowing down a little bit that people will have time to look at their health and look at, you know, some of the things in their life that is not working or not you working. You are in right? alignment with me on that. I've been saying <laughs> that since this whole pandemic quarantine came down. Yeah. This is an opportunity for us to really, really do the deep dive examination of ourselves. Oh, my gosh. And here's the other thing you probably didn't know about Marilyn. She was a very deep thinker. I'm gonna I did say, know that, Did actually. you know that? Yes. Okay. But yeah, the audience might not know they, that, so they, explain. Yeah, no. So so here's kind of a wild thing. Um, I'll see things in the tabloids that will talk about some diary that is actually a book of poems, by the way. So the Red Diary is actually a book of poems that she actually put together. But some of the stuff is so prolific in the way that she wrote and deep and sometimes very dark uh, stuff mm-hmm. and yet she was a, a she loved to read and she loved literature and she was a very actually very uh, smart smart woman and that character that she created unfortunately became the prisoner based on her mental illness but I do think that Marilyn was a searcher and so she you know talking about you know our association of transformational leaders and our whole she yeah. would, she would have dig the whole metaphysical sure. spiritual you know delving deep into your psyche because that's really she was a seeker back then too yeah so. which was also kind of rare back yeah. then unless you were you know jack kerouac and you know well she also but and, she also and, brought up with the christian seeking. scientists that are very so one of her her first uh you know foster care um families were very religious and so she went from very strict to this very kind of flamboyant vaudeville kind of house so she had you both. say religious they were christian scientists very strict so, so that's no medicine. No how, how, medicine. How ironic that she died from medicine. Yeah, yeah. Right? She. It was an overdose. Overdose. Um, it, you know, there's there's the, still the speculation, uh, speculation, was, yeah. but the evidence does not support the conspiracy theories. This the the evidence really does support. If anybody you should be looking at is the doctors. <laughs> right. Yeah. There was a. There was a. Oh uh, God, the coroner, Japanese. Yes. Uh, what was his name? Noguchi. Noguchi. Yeah. 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 He, he was uh, 
allegedly involved in the cover up as well. Well, there's you know what what it is, and this is this is where the docu series will not so much the podcast, but the docu series will take you. Is there's a very big divide, kind of like the, the Democrats and the Republicans, mm-hmm. around what happened with Marilyn. That's why it's hard to get to the truth. And so, if you think that she was murdered by the mob, the government, or um, the CIA, let's just say, or the Kennedys, yeah. right? That's one one part. Right. The other part thinks that she either committed suicide or she overdosed. Mm-hmm. And those two will never see each other's viewpoints, right? And so what ends up happening is that the sensationalism of the Kennedys overshadows some of the real evidence that is talking about how she passed away. So she didn't pass away suddenly. She passed away over a few hours, which if you were to look at a mob hit, first of all, it wasn't in the middle of the night. She didn't die in the middle of the night. And the second thing is a mob hit wouldn't, that's just not their MO. They wouldn't go, oh, let me just look at my clock, see if she's dead yet. And then I'll, you know, wow, go ahead and that's interesting. You know, yeah. let, her, let her make sure that she, she, she dies. Um, very similar to Michael Jackson, the chlorohydrate and the nebutol, the combination mm-hmm. of those two drugs are actually what killed her. Mm-hmm. And is there a cover-up? Absolutely. But here's a theory that we're exploring right now in the docuseries, is that let's just say Bobby Kennedy was there that day. Let's just say he was. Yeah. And that Bobby Kennedy visited her or didn't visit her, but he was in L.A., okay? It would be like... Any big official, Obama, Trump, anybody that's married, right? Sure. Getting caught knowing that they are in communication with, let's say, Angelina Jolie. Sure. What is the government going to do? They're going to come in and cover it up. Of course they have to, yeah. So, So the exploration comes where instead of negating each side... Let's see what each side brings to the table. Don't throw out the baby with the bathwater. Right. And let's get to the truth. Yeah. But so many people can't handle I had a 75-year-old woman come up to me in, it pokes me in the, in the chest and says, you cannot tell me that the Kennedys did not kill Marilyn. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I'm not here to change your mind. You know what I mean? But I am here to get to the truth. And I said, why do you feel that way? She goes, I just know. And there's such belief and passion. Yeah. I mean, I uh, we did a uh, Fox interview, um, a documentary that they did, and uh, Fox News asked me to say, you know, when I did this investigation, when we started our investigation, have you moved the needle anyway with, with Marilyn? And I said, I don't know. Let me go on the page and just ask that poll what I just said to you. You know, two camps, right? Yeah. If I could show you the social media responses that I got, unbelievable calling each other idiots calling me an idiot i mean just really really when you you challenge people's beliefs when they're when those beliefs are so solid there's anger yeah because um i mentioned this morning i compared it to pro wrestling these are mobs of people like a rally Mm -hmm. and they go and I was like that when I was a kid. I used to say, why are they not in the sports section? Why am I not seeing the results of these? It, it didn't make any sense, but I still went along with it. I was angry at the news, like fake news, for not including <laughs> the champions. How come they yeah, – there was a wrestling match last night. Yeah. How come roller derby wasn't in there? And I remember that, and I would be angry at anyone that would say it wasn't real. Yeah. And I put him in a headlock and go, is that real? Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> it's real. It's yeah. very similar is you, it's the same with doctors. You know, you empower them, you empower politicians. Once you empower, you turn over your power to someone else Yeah. To, for your way of thinking. This is what angers you if someone, you know, challenges those beliefs because they're basically calling you an idiot and a fool for being fooled. Well, but here's the thing. Um, I think also in any kind of icon, doesn't have to be just Marilyn, but any icon, yeah, you have a relationship with how you view that icon. And so the challenge becomes if I am not in it, that belief system of what I believe in that yeah. icon, oh my gosh, you know, that's not who she is. She's this beautiful star that was always happy. Yeah, people or need she's that this, escape. Or she's yeah. that tragic figure. Right. And it's like, well, you know, you and I both know this. Being human, right. there's complexities to all of us. Yeah. She's a they, human they being. They did it with Michael Jackson yes. as well. I yeah. mean, there was a lot of clear evidence yeah. 
that he was, you know, I, I, I won't even go as far as saying pedophile, but look, if a, he's my age, right? He's right around my age. And if I called you up and I said, hey, um, I want to invite your son over, not your daughter, just leave her at home, your 13-year-old son, and we're going to have a pajama party, right? And <laughs> who's going to say yes to that or not question that? But, but that it's him. It, we turned our heads. And that's what people do with icons. Yeah. And that's the name of your podcast. Maryland. Behind Marilyn, behind, behind yeah. the icon. It's like, yeah. what is behind this? And what is the borderline personality, uh, personality disorder about? What is mental illness about? What is her, you know, even being a victim of, of child abuse? Yeah. And how it turns out. She's so human that we get to learn from that unless you just want to keep her in a pedestal with the dress under you know uh, yeah, going up yeah. in the uh, on New top York of City, the yeah. yeah very famous on, on top yeah. of the, the the subway crate or whatever it is i mean this is this is what we do with people and we just deify this is a problem i have right now with the leadership situation with our you know politics I don't deify anyone. So don't come back at me and say, hey, you lefty, you righty, or whatever it is. I'm not deifying anybody. I'll challenge anyone. I don't care who I voted for. I don't go all in. And I would hope that other people look at it that way. That just don't accept their words as truth. Yeah. So let me ask you this, Nina. Are you, which I I mentioned this the other day when I posted our friend Mickey's, I posted his, um, his documentary. Very controversial. Oh wow! What I didn't. What's it called? Seriously, no, you don't know about no, this. No, I don't know about it. Tell me. Before I say yeah. the name of it, I will say this is what I posted to people. I said, if you hear of a quote-unquote whistleblower or whatever it is, like a Jeffrey Wygand from the tobacco industry, like uh, Aaron Brockovich, mm-hmm. uh, like uh, Ellsberg with the Pentagon Papers, if you if you see that something come someone come out and be brave enough to go and risk their lives yeah what camp are you in are you in the i will research this look into this or are you just saying you're gonna kill the messenger so i put it out to people and i was shocked at the responses in the response told me who they were that they were not open they immediately slammed Mickey and the documentary and the person it's about. And they went right after they did the messenger kill. I said, well, I guess I see who you are now. Mm-hmm. But I'm so which ilk are you? Are you are the are you the curious one with any conspiracy, whether it's 9-11, JFK, whatever it is? I don't even like the word conspiracy because that they did that intentionally to make you look like a nut and you'll stop yeah. investigating. Yeah the the big the big cheeses exactly right. i think that i think you bring up a really good point i think if you can just be neutral with getting to the facts because right. i think we live in a very quick cycle of news on top of it yep. so we just keep reposting stuff that isn't even the truth and we don't even look beyond not it. vetted not vetted yeah. right so and by the way you're reposting something that was handed to you by people that spend millions and millions and millions of dollars creating those things so you those feel narratives that way. so you feel that way and yeah. i think what you're saying and what i'm also saying too in especially in the investigation part um but even with Marilyn, because she people have such perceptions of who she is yeah if you can just keep an open mind and i love the word you said curious yeah. just get curious whether it's about an icon or your own life or initiatives that are happening out in the world don't just believe everything you read or hear or watch and that's one of the biggest things to start thinking for yourself and going wow you know whether it's a person that you're examining or a situation or a belief system whatever it is yeah just because somebody said it doesn't mean it's true right right really and truly you know yeah be be willing to suspend your beliefs or not be so rigid with your beliefs and be yeah. willing to be wrong yes which is the other thing but it's, it's very like scary. humble it's humbling to be wrong but it's also so wonderful to admit your wrongs and surrender your old thoughts this is i've actually had more freedom from that than sticking with my original 
thoughts. I agree with you. But yeah. see, here's the thing. It's very scary if you've never done it because here it is. Yeah. You're in a box. And if I get out of this box, what does it mean? And it's very scary whether it's uh, it's projected onto an icon, a belief system, some type of, of you know tobacco industry, whatever it is. It's, it's really challenging because if it's not true, what else is not true in my life? That's right. That's the scary thing. You're then you right. start if you have never opened it's up that door, that's a very scary door for a lot of people to walk Especially down. Especially because I always call it the big daddy thing. You know, these institutions are it's it's patriarchal world we live in to challenge dad. To challenge dad who offers your rewards and and you know, praise by a pat on the back, you know, the dad traditions. That never go deep, by the way, the rewards. So I say, yeah. here's a dollar. Here's a, re- <laughs> here you here's, go. A, here's a medal. <laughs> here's your carrot. You know, here's your, yeah, here it is. And that's all I'm going to give you while dad has all the power. I just think that if we would stop and examine that and go more to our, you know, maternal instincts or our feminine instincts, which would be more of a feeling oriented, you know, checking out your feelings within instead of your what's being thrown into your head. Well, that's what I love about the podcast that you're doing because you're integrating your own sense of laughter heals, but you're also getting people to think about stuff, which I think is really, you do that even on stage, right? You you might not say it uh, overtly, hey, I want you to think about your life, right? right. But you give these little nuggets for people to think about, and I think that's a really safe way sometimes to open people up, especially when they're laughing, right? Well, laughter, that's what laughter does. That's the other thing is it breaks down the system because now... Now you're open. Yeah, you literally can't, uh, while you're laughing, you can't be depressed. I love that. Did you know that? I, you can shift your consciousness and even your health and well-being even within the laughter. Like, watch this. Laugh with me. Ready? <laughs> now say, I'm depressed. <laughs> I'm depressed. <laughs> you can't be depressed no. in that moment. No, you can't. Just like in it. that little that nugget of time, you moment. cannot be depressed. It's impossible. They can't exist in the same space. So that's why I try to... You know, break people down with the laughter first, and then you can bring in other ways of looking at something, other ex- other curiosities that I've examined in, in my life. And that is the purpose of the podcast. I'm so glad you mentioned that. Well, but, I think uh, because I, I think it's really important, and especially important right now, too. Um, people coming out of what we're, we, as the world in which we've known it, is changing. And I think for you having a podcast like this, getting people to open up that maybe have never even looked at it, right? Um, You and I live in a world of transformational leaders, but that's not everyday people. It's not everyday life, right? No. And, but here's the thing. It's like you can live in your own little group or you can go outside and start to affect people in a way that starts to get them to be more curious. Even Marilyn behind the icon or when I was, you know, marketing movies, I would get people thinking about the topic or the theme. And you think about a movie, you watch a movie, you relate to it. It allows you to kind of open up to it in an area that you may not be willing to strongly just say, you know what? Tuesday at two, I'm going to go to the therapist and I'm going to start really working on uh, uh, out yeah. this, right? You'll watch the movie and start thinking, wow, I do that. And it starts to give you that awareness to right. open up. And that's the same thing with Marilyn behind the icon. It's like, you'll hu- it'll humanize her in a way that if you're dealing with addiction or mental illness, it'll start to, you'll start to go, oh, wow. Or if you've dealt with child abuse or sexual abuse, you'll go, wow, I'm starting to see some of these exactly. patterns of my, my child that's acting this way. Right. Yeah, through her life. Through her life. You know, that's the the great comedians. That's exactly what happens is you're sitting in the audience and you're having some sort of resonance to what they're saying because you identify exactly. with, with those truthful moments within yourself. But you don't realize it, though, like you said, because I'm not hitting them over the head with, like, here's a lesson for you. Here's a message for you. But hopefully they do. People ask me all the time, why do you argue where they call it arguing? And I go <laughs> at it on Facebook or, you know. I, I, why do you? Do, I, I'll tell you why I do it because I, I, I wish some people would have done that with me when I was stuck in in empowering patriarchs and empowering you know not questioning you know just accept mindlessly accepting that this is supposed to be your life. Yeah, you know the the pursuit of happiness is the way they tell you to pursue happiness, and then I started to go, wow maybe it's not, 
And then gradually, so I, if one person comes back to me and listens to this podcast or anything that I do, if one person, it's enough for me. And yeah. that's why I do it. Yeah. Because there's someone out there that's going to be like, oh, no one's going to change. They're always the same. Oh, no, that's not true. Even for me, for sure, not the same. Well, and I think the thing is, is that if you can provide a platform that allows different views, even if they don't agree with you, right? the challenge we've gotten into in this, just particularly this country, but the world, is that we don't allow the viewpoints of other people. So it becomes more mechanical instead of, yeah, oh, right. I believe this. Oh, okay. It becomes, you're an idiot. <laughs> right. That's, very, that's a very good term you used, a mechanical and part of the mechanism that they use is they'll go find a meme, they research, and they'll throw up a link. I always tell them, I'm not even going to read your link unless you put some personality behind it and some experience behind it. If you say, this is what I found from this, mm-hmm. you're not just going to post a link because you're just trying to prove yourself right yeah. in your beliefs. Yes. That's, I want to hear, oh, by the way, the name of the, uh, name of the documentary that our friend Mickey, oh, yeah. Mickey did, Mickey Willis, is called Plandemic. Oh gosh, I don't know I why I, don't, I know. I know. I well, because I've been so dark. I've been. Trying Are you to get so busy this, with this? Yeah, trying to with get this Maryland. Out. Yeah, and 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 COVID. I, I'm surprised I've even know what anybody is doing. Right? You know. Oh man, trying to I, launch this and in COVID has been. Did, so I'm. You know, I, 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 I asked. I, I asked the question to everyone. I said, "How are you when someone comes along and they're challenging? You know, the system." And like I said, so many people won't. That oh, conspiracy theorist, you know, quack fraud, you know. And then they attack the messengers, and they then they'll go to do their alleged research, which was already done for them by the people that need to protect themselves from the fraud. Yeah, you know the big the the fat cats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they think, oh, she's already been discredited, and all. So it's about this doctor that worked with Fauci uh-huh. all these years. And so anytime I hear something like that, so this is across the board, I'm always the one that goes, okay, they don't have money behind them. The fat cats do. Every bit of media is all sponsored by corporations. So therefore, it can't be liberal media. It can't be just by virtue of that because every single piece of it is brought to you by the corporations that are obviously doing some pretty bad things that they can easily cover up because then you have the minions working for them, basically, who are reposting what they their machine wants them to post. Yes. And that's the discredit. Yeah. So the only place I look to is, the only place you could look to is documentarians because they don't have an agenda. They just want to expose truth and that we know Mickey personally. Yeah. And we know he's going to vet this stuff before it yes. goes out there. Well, anyway. well especially in, in today's climate, you have to. Yes. You know. Well, this caused such an uproar. I can't believe you must be in a cave with Marilyn I, here. I was. Because. He, he, poor guy. He it's was, so yeah. bad. Yeah. The attacks on Mickey oh. and, and, and Markovitz, this doctor that worked with Fauci, it's so bad. They jailed her. Oh, they'll do anything to shut her down. And if people can't look at history and go, this has been done since the beginning of time, is that's what you do yeah. is you, you know, even artists that speak up, shut up, go back to acting. This is part of our system of doing things and they love it. You know, the ones on top, the 1% or whatever. And it's, this is really makes me suspicious. They shut, they pulled it. They pulled it from every site. You can, I don't even know if you can find it anymore. Oh, they yeah. pulled it. Government did. Social media did. Facebook did. They pulled it. Now that really tells me they must be on to something. There, yeah. Why, why would, would they, Why would you care? Why would you pull that? Right? Yeah, why would you care? Yeah. Why yeah. would you care if it's yeah. if it's such a fraud? You know. Yeah. Let it let it go. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Let's, let it go. Yeah. It's a fraud. And, you're, you know? and it's a First Amendment right, and it's like censorship, and it's like, well, are you kidding me? Wow. But you would put anything else out there. I must have been in a tunnel. I cannot believe I haven't. I know. Under yeah. that, if they're saying that it could cause harm, couldn't it be said that um, our president is causing harm by saying? hydroxychloroquine or whatever how that he's drinking it couldn't that be harm as well you wouldn't you pull him off no <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> or anyone for yeah. that matter that has yeah. a theory but no they i so it really makes me wonder uh if more people should see the movie and more people should be open but anyway back to your uh, Marilyn, uh, the one thing I didn't understand, because by the way, I'm getting your uh, your your press kit sent to me piece <laughs> by piece. Here's Love what it's it. here's what it says. Uh, Corey's 
fi- finally sending this to me now as you're here. Oh, look at this. <laughs> Actually, we covered a lot of this. This oh, is good. great. Marilyn Pan, it's such a dynamic story for millions of Maryland fans who wanted to take on the project. This is your. This is from your kit. Oh my god. Your EPK. Uh, people don't know what an EPK is, by the way. That Electronic are listening. press kit. Yes, yes, exactly. You have to tell them this. So it's a podcast, but this is the part I didn't understand. You're also talking about a film. Yeah. So the there's three coming? parts. There's three parts to it. So we have Goodnight Maryland, which is a feature film, which is where it started. And so where is that film. now? We're replacing our director. And uh, we've got some big director names, which are great. And that's where we're at. We got the funding, which is really bizarre. Um, but they wouldn't sign off on our director. Hopefully she's not listening. So, um, but uh, yeah, so. How much is the budget? Uh, right now it's below 10. So it's about four to seven, probably five got to the seven. Money? Yeah. We have the ability to finance it. I should say that, you know, good so we have finance it. Oh, they just um, have to. You know, yeah. But the director yeah, is the key. That, the director the is the key. The director is the key. Right. Um, but no, we've they, got oh, some they, really good- so, so the, the people funding it, they want a director, not a star. Yeah, they want a particular director, and uh, we just have to make sure that that director is, um, you know, it, it, it's, it's, yeah, very specific qualifications. And that is a for. script that you bought? Uh, actually, I came into partnership with uh, a guy named Don O'Melveny and uh, his writing partner, uh, Michael Engel. And it's, so it's very much like a Chinatown or um, mm-hmm. a uh, L.A. Confidential. So it's not based oh. on truth. It's not a biography of Marilyn. It's really about two up-and-coming stars. And I love the movie theme, you know, because I used to market movies and yeah. movie themes, right? A little so, bit film noirish. Very film no- noirish. But it's I love it. The, the, the question that it asks people when you're watching it you're going to be like saying to yourself would i go that far to make my dream come true Mm. right how far would you go to have your dream come true and everybody's dream in this film is being threatened so it's not Um, a marilyn biopic no no it's not at all the one marilyn was interesting the one film my week my week marilyn yeah i thought she did a phenomenal job she did a phenomenal job but it's an interesting perspective and interesting writing going on with that and it's it's similar to yours it's not the story of marilyn it's this it's the from the perspective of of this man and you know although it's a week in Maryland and it's right. from his perspective whereas this is just taking the backdrop sure. of Maryland's last three days right. and you interject these fictional characters in the midst of characters that are really real and you'll walk out of the theater going or wherever you see it saying oh what did happen to her and then you have the docuseries investigation that actually picks up where Goodnight Maryland Radio did you do that up. one too did that one too so that one is now what do you do with that and where that is that one is in the, that is in actually uh, we'll keep our fingers crossed I'll, mm-hmm. I'll keep the fingers crossed right now it's at, at a network as we speak uh, top of the list and we'll see if this one um, it's called American Icon is it so, shot yeah Amer- no it's not shot yet okay. so it's uh, but it's not just about Marilyn it would go on to other American icons and so it would be more than just Marilyn Marilyn's story it would be yeah. as a series of American icons Interesting. dealing with the mental health Ment- and addiction the me- oh, issue oh that's a, it's perfect these days yeah, yeah so, lot, uh, by the way during the pandemic a lot of mental illness is That's not being addressed. I and mean, so and it's, this it's is increasing. why this is... It's in the manifestations of the mental illness right now. I thought there's, I thought there's an interesting story with Marilyn I always wanted to see done was the, the time that she spent with another icon on The Misfits. Oh, are you talking about Clark Gable? What's that? Clark yeah. Gable. Oh, my gosh. So you're going to love this. I want you to listen to That Misfits, episodes, even the story of The Misfits, oh is really fascinating. It's a fascinating. And it was her and the last, last film, film for her, her and him. And him. So he, I didn't know this until we started. Uh, so their episode, I think it's episode six. We actually have a scene. If you Google Clark Gable and Marilyn Monroe dancing, you'll see them dancing. So mm. there's a scene in there where they're talking about doing a picture together, which is the misfits. Mm-hmm. So you have to have some creative license because we know somewhat of what they talked about, but we don't necessarily know, um, you know, the exact language, but I'm listening to this in rehearsals and I'm down, like looking at my papers. I'm just mm-hmm. listening to them rehearse. And all of a sudden I thought to myself, Oh my God, I'm listening to Clark Gable and Marilyn Moreau. That's how good they are. I mean, it is Phenomenal! You'll literally listen to that scene. And, and what's go, that for? Wait, because um, what we do is we are we start the very oh this beginning, is on the, yeah, podcast. the podcast yeah so interesting yeah. so oh so you do cover the misfits 
uh, time, which we, is right before is, both their deaths. Yes, but we go back and forth in time. So we start at the beginning of her life, and then we'll fast forward to a scene that relates to her childhood. So as a child, she looked at Clark Gable mm. as her dad. Oh, my God. He looked like her dad. So she used wow. to pretend that that was her daddy. And here she was. And here she is dancing right. with Clark Gable, the king of Hollywood, and he says to her, you're the queen of Hollywood. Could you imagine as a little girl dreaming yeah. that hard that all of a sudden she is there dancing with Clark Gable? It's in, And when we were doing, and I know you'd relate to this, when we were actually... Um, I do uh, relate to it. Well, uh, I, I, Farrah Fawcett was my gal, and she grabbed my junk. <laughs> really? So, uh, yeah. Did she really? Yeah, wow, see... She all of a sudden said hello? I've told this story no, before. No, wait a minute. Uh, You've got to tell the story. Now, <laughs> I haven't heard it. <laughs> I mean, How do we go from Clark Gable to Farrah Fawcett? Because she was an icon. I had her poster, oh and she God. grabbed my junk. So it's, I can relate to... <laughs> this sounds terrible. I sound like my shallow friend, Bruce, that I'm trying to relate to this. No. Uh, no, I, but I, I can imagine so, what it would be like. So you're listening to the so actors I'm portray this. Portray this, but I, and it for gave a you chills. Because I thought I was listening to the, the, the actor that plays Clark Gable. I thought that sounded so much like him, but she sounds so much. She has the essence of Marilyn. And it's Aaron, Marilyn is Monroe, the, actress, the actor Aaron Gavin. Aaron Gavin. Gosh, and who plays Clark Gable? Um, the guy named Ron Hayden, mm-hmm. and he's phenomenal. And you're listening it's all to on this. Audio. It's all on audio. Yeah. So here we are, and we have like a almost like a... Uh, you know, an actor's circle, right? Yeah. It, but it's in a podcast studio, right? And so we're we're doing this this where we're going back in time. Not recorded a, separately. These not are separately. Recorded. We're recording together. Right. And wildly enough, there's a scene about Mary Pickford and all the. And mm. all of a sudden, I start to think like, wow, it's a crowded room in here. Like we're we're calling on the spirits of all these old icons, You're right? A and it's just, it was really bizarre. <laughs> I was like, it just feels a little crowded in this room. I think there's more more of us here than. Uh, meets crazy. the eye, you know. Yeah. So yeah. So. And what is your fascination uh, with Marilyn Monroe? How long has it been going on, and and what do you think the the key to it is? Um, I don't think I ever had a fascination with Marilyn. I think what happened was is I got presented a project, and then I started to unfold it, her personality. Mm. She was bigger than life on screen. Yeah. But even in her legacy, I think she starts to draw you in because there's so many different complexities to her that it's fun to figure it out and then it became just a snowball i mean it was a feature film then all of a sudden it was a radio show with a docu-series and now it's a podcast that has a multi-season podcast you know maryland behind the icon so it must be difficult out in the in, in hollywood though to get the to get attention because there's been so much attention in so many films and so many docu-series yeah. and docu-dramas and you know, but she's, you'll love this. It's been what featured a lot. Obviously, you're taking a different direction, even in the podcast, which sounds like a radio. Sounds like radio from the 40s. Yeah, you know, it's very you old Hollywood. Fibber McGee and Molly, or whatever, or the Jack Benny show, where you're drawing in people. By uh, by uh, pictures, well, you know, audio so, pictures, yeah, audio pictures, making them have to work for it a little which bit. Imagining, I absolutely, imagine. have wanted to do for years. I think it's a fascinating thing. We're to, gonna have to, to bring you back and be one of the characters. I love damn. it because it's a multi season. Maybe I'll be yeah. Clark Gable. How are you doing, Marilyn? <laughs> oh, yeah. I want to do a movie with you. Damn it! Oh yeah, oh, yeah. see, there you go. There you go. <laughs> there you go. I just auditioned to play Clark Gable. That's <laughs> well, because it's, you know we're, we've only gotten in the first season. We're only until age seven, so we've got a ways to go. You know what I mean? So um, the other thing that I think that is really important about something like this and even the docuseries and in, in, in this too, is if I start to have a relationship with the information, then I can choose because I'm, and this is very neuroscience, but I'm using my frontal cortex. Like if, if you and I are talking about something and I overhear it, I'm not necessarily just hearing information like a, a talking head like you do in normal docu-series yeah. types things. So we're going to have like um, uh, Dr. Michael Badden, who's a forensic pathologist, talking oh, with I, another yeah. forensic pathologist. He was from the OJ yes, trial. Yes, talking. Yeah. He, just, he was just on Dr. Oz with talking about the Epstein case. Yeah. But having him talk to another forensic pathologist, talking about the details so then the audience could start to make up their own mind versus I'm now the expert going to tell you what happened to Marilyn. Sure. You're going to find out the why we have and then show you the evidence which yeah. really changes I, well, people's I love stuff like that well you've got me wanting to go <laughs> geez we went over a lot we, we did yeah we went oh, over wow. 
People yell at me all the time. Can we do the website too? Of course we will. Well, it'll all be listed. Okay, good. Behindtheicon.com. That's pretty interesting. Did you have to pay for that? Because that sounds like. No, it's a really, it was available. Can you believe it? It was available. Behindtheicon.com. Jeez, I tried for that one for myself, but. the um, I'll tell you off off the uh, microphone what happened when I got my, the icon grabbed my junk. Um. <laughs> oh yeah, we never got to that That's one. Now that. now you know people are listening to it are going to say what happened with the Farrah Fawcett. Well, yeah, junk? it's a it's a great story, but uh, yeah, we have these icons that we idolize and we put on obviously on pedestals, and there's always something behind them. But there's also a reason that they got there. There's a reason they got there, and a lot of times it does have to do with with mental illness yeah because just think about it people have asked me why i haven't made it really famous but think about what it takes the commitment you have to make the suffering the attacks of character the attacks on your on your finances your head your your soul everything especially now that comes with it exactly yeah so you have to wonder what does it take for someone to subject themselves uh, to that yeah, and every day. Every day. Yeah. Like, I can't imagine what it's like being president. Oh, I could never. Now, I, I cannot even imagine. Yeah. Like, no wonder he defends himself because every single day someone is analyzing moment, and scrutinizing yeah. and vilifying and everything. Every single day. Every hour. Every minute of the day. So, I, I, I can... Do you imagine being Marilyn... And being under that spotlight where you're examined every single day, you're examined like you're under a spot, under a light in a hospital. And she is today, but can you imagine if she was as popular as she was then, now, she would just, that would, it would just, I, I can't even imagine because she was back then. So just imagine today, like you said. I mean, now it's like, you know, there's three or four type, you know, big newspapers and yeah. publications, you know, now it's. 50 million that you're, you know, that you have anybody, everybody is a, a podcaster, is a yeah. newscaster, is a journalist. It's, I mean, and it's just, a lot of pressure. Yeah, it's a lot know. of pressure. I, I, I feel for um, the actors of today uh, because I do or think Or any that entertainer. Any, any entertainer. I mean, you, you know, you're... Like Amy you're, Winehouse was a horrible tragedy. I watched that documentary. At 27 years old, yeah. Yeah. And there's actually a number of icons, uh, potential icons that died at 27, which is crazy. I know. Yeah, Kirk Cobain. Janis Joplin. uh, Janis Joplin. uh, Jimi Hendrix. Hendrix, Yeah. yeah, All 27. Yeah. But just imagine the pressures that you're under even to come up with more material and, and so on. You know, I, I, it's just, you know, look, I'm in show business and at my little level, it's very, very difficult. I'm, I have 5,000 emails I got to get back to. <laughs> I can't imagine being famous and having to get back to 5 million I don't even emails know do and, and, yeah. and so on. But it's really, really a difficult, daunting task. And it takes, you know, I've got my own mental illness. And you especially know what I mean? if you do, you, you, you have are to have struggling some. with mental illness. Yeah. And you're not looking at it more holistically because right. I think the biggest, easiest way out is to just, you know, suppress the pain, suppress right. the, the chatter. So what do I do? I'm going to reach for a drink. I'm going to reach for a pill instead of reaching for something that's really going to save you, which is yourself and exploring right. other options. Right? Yes. We're um, we're spiritual human beings, right? Having we're, a human experience. Yeah, you know, we're having a human experience. That's exactly what we are. And um, well, it's, it's always great to have experiences with you. Oh, it's back a, at you. I, I I love hanging out with you. You've got a great essence and soul, which mm. I've seen for over a decade now. I guess we've known each other yeah, for a while. Yeah, and uh, we've both dealt with our borderlines in the world. Um, <laughs> not to mention any names. And not to mention any names, but... Um, but we know who you are. Uh, <laughs> she's too self-involved to listen to this anyway. <laughs> it's called Can I Help You? Borderlines aren't interested in being helped. No, They, they think are. it's everyone else's fault, everyone else's problem. I'm still dealing with my, my, my key borderline person, but... Uh, 
The answer, though, is I don't know if it's in behind the icon, but do you give answers and solutions to what dealing we do with is we have a like companion this? podcast. You do. And so, um, so there's the dramatic podcast, okay. and then there's the after show where we do have a mental health professional. That's I will, awesome. I will get people to at least start looking. Now, you just heard about Marilyn's life. Now, relate it to your own life. Oh so my we're, god, we're doing I love it more, that. Um, not like yeah, not so much like you know, it's not like can I help you? I want to be on that. Oh, well, hey. Bring old Dr. Okay. Craig Schumacher I like it. Because, I like uh, it. We'll do a, a bonus of, feature well, my, with you. My, most of my book is about dealing with a borderline. Yeah, so we'll do you a know, bonus most feature. Of my, uh, Love Mastered the book. Um, it's, it's, it's a very uh, cunning um, disease, if you will, or diagnosis. I'll it's have a, you on with Gary because Gary clever. would be really good because he can talk really a lot more, better than I can about borderline personalities and you too, given the fact that you've had that kind of interesting experience. So, oh yeah. Yeah. My whole life actually, yeah. you know, and when you deal with something like that in your whole life, there is also trauma from being around it. So they're traumatized and that's the, and it comes out as borderline and all the, you know, effects of that. But the people around them are also traumatized to the point where they need recovery and they need help and yeah. they need healing. It's a, so it's, it's a, good it's a, for it's, it's it's a cycle, and you need uh, and everyone in that cycle needs help. Well, and I think that's the key. What you just said, and I the one thing I would like for whether you're a borderline personality or a bipolar personality is to get help because you know what, Marilyn up to 36 years old, right? Look at how much she achieved. So just think about how much you can achieve when you actually get the right help. That's right. Not just help through drugs and alcohol. Right. Well, Nina, I really appreciate you being here. Go to um, BehindTheIcon.com and check that out. All the information will be there. Yep. And um, so I'm moving, you, I'm moving everyone over to there, okay? In the meantime, if you like where you are right now, like me. You don't have to like me. Just press like. You do like the podcast. You might like Nina. <laughs> just press just, just, just like just just press like give it a good rating and i decided to do something if you do that i will acknowledge you one person per podcast who is listening i already did this with paul crabtree now i said his name twice oh i love it i just checked with his wife on the way over here i yelled out the window yeah. Did Paul hear it? Yeah. <laughs> They're my neighbors. They give me the feedback. It's pretty cool. It. But sure, I love the feedback. Write to Craig at CraigShoemaker.com. Uh, give a little feedback on something. And by the way, if you're curious, we love curiosity. Uh, even if you're anger, be curious about your anger and where it comes from. And uh, come to me, ask, and you shall receive responses. And uh, yeah, so this week, uh, Jimmy Fiorillo. Um, let's see if he's listening still. I love it. <laughs> Hello, Jimmy. Uh, thank you for listening. Thank everybody for listening. Uh, make sure um, you go check out Nina's BehindTheIcon.com. It's a, it's a really interesting story. Well, you just heard it. And uh, so go there. Help us out. Rate us. Pass the word around. Been doing Zoom calls lately. And uh, still having fun out there. And uh, need the support, though. Need the support of, of all of you. We need to stay connected at this time. We need to stay in communion, and we need to be the village that we are and, and approach life in that way. Use this as an opportunity for our growth. And uh, thank you, Nina. Thank you. See you all next time.